here. My name is Scott Young and with me I have Sean Sturby, our Technical Services Manager. Happy New Year, Sean. And we are from Optrix Engineering and this is another edition of the Optrix Insider. So we have your three usual updates. If you, For those of you who have Checkpoint VPNs, heads up your SSL cert most likely expired. Uh, there is an undocumented backdoor for those of you who have Zyxel products. And finally, we have a SolarWinds update from Bruce. So let's talk about the SSL cert expiring on Checkpoint VPN devices. Yeah, so it, it's actually been known since August of 2019 that uh, certificate used for the SSL VPN was going to expire December 30th or 31st, 2020. So it needed to be renewed before January 1st. Not a very great time for a certificate to need to be renewed because nobody wants to do anything before the break period, especially now with everybody doing work from home. You don't mm. want to mess with your infrastructure that is allowing people to get back into the office, especially when people are going on holidays. So uh, from some of the reports, it's uh, there's no way to update the certificate on all of the endpoints remotely if you don't have another tool. So a lot of people were having to, you know, during this busy time when everything else is also being shipped, get, you know, 1600 laptops shipped back to head office so that they could update the software and then ship them back out to the end users. Not a very happy time for a lot of people. Uh, in Checkpoint's defense, though, they did make the available in August of 2019. So that's you know, well over a year before it expired. And they were actively reaching out to clients that hadn't updated as the deadline approached. So keep things up to date and watch out for these certificates. And as well as uh, this one company with 1600 laptops, they were relying on the VPN being up, which is secure to be able to reach out and manage those endpoints. Always good to have a second option, even if it is something that you can fire up on demand so that you can get out and do the updates on the computers as needed. Sounds like Checkpoint was doing the best they could to uh, help their clients manage everything, but ultimately it's up to the client to take care of it. So interesting, right. okay, good to know. All right, let's talk about the undocumented backdoor in Zycel products and Zycel's spelt Z-Y-X-E-L. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with this brand. Uh, seems to be a lot more popular over in Europe and in Asia, but uh, they do have home, commercial, uh, residential and ISP uh, product offerings. And what they had was and was released that there was a hard-coded account and credentials built into the system for updating certain pieces of software. So you maybe you've got a firewall that also updates its access points, and this was an internal use account. Unfortunately, that internal use account was also using an unsecured protocol, FTP, and was given full administrative access over the devices. So a researcher, uh, Niels to sync revealed on December 23rd that this was known. So if you have a Zixel device or you're an ISP who's got clients using them, update to the latest firmware now. It took them less than a month to update this and remove it. Now, why do companies put in uh, these support accounts or backdoor accounts or admin level accounts? 
quite often it is for that purpose of, you know, I've got it, it's up and running. When I installed it, I made sure I put on a good hard password and I forgot it. So they have a, another way of getting into the router, a second account, so that you're never locked out. So that's good, but a better way of doing it, I've seen used by some other vendors, is that it is a unique password per device, usually based on the serial number. So as long as you have physical access to the device, you can flip it upside down and look at it and go, okay, I'm going to need to do something as it boots and then type in this unique password based on part of the serial number that I have access to because I'm physically at the device. That would be better than having one account that was common across. In this case, they said that there was uh, at least 100,000 devices that they were able to see exposed to the internet. They could be remotely uh, connected to. And the, at least 10% of them had this backdoor account. So hmm. getting things secure is hard. Oh. It go, yeah, so, it goes, go, I was just going to say, it goes back to, I think we've mentioned in numerous episodes, the importance of maintaining or making sure that you're on the latest firmware of whatever device you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does have a way of doing automatic updates, but people don't like doing that because it's when is it going to happen and is something in the newer update broken you know some functionality deprecated you know we're no longer supporting feature x and you've been using feature x for years and you don't have a replacement in place but definitely you want to take care of it and uh, internet storm center is saying that they're already noticing that the uh, scammers out there on the internet are now starting to look for these Xyxl, Xyxl routers that are exposed and are trying to get into the uh, admin interface. So if you don't need to, don't expose the admin interface of your firewall to the internet. And if you do, put in some other mitigation steps, you know, limit it so that it's only reachable from certain IP ranges or put in two-factor authentication, something so that you, you know, somebody just scanning the internet with a hard-coded uh, password and user account credentials can't get in from literally anywhere in the world. And there's also an even more basic thing to remind uh, ourselves is that uh, a lot of these come with factory default passwords and change it, especially if it's exposed to the internet because it, it doesn't prevent uh, hackers from just saying, show me all of these, these um, SISEL routers and firewalls that can be opened with a default password, then, then you have some issues there. All right, thank you. And finally, we have our SolarWinds update from Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Shire, S-C-H-N-E-I-E-R. He's a security researcher. He's well-known in the industry. He talks about encryption being hard. So he's got a quick little article on what he has been able to gather about this SolarWinds breach and uh, based off the New York Times article that was quite in-depth. So it does seem that 
Uh, it's more than what was initially thought. They initially thought it was only you know, a small group of companies that were uh, exploited. That is now expanded out of the 18,000 customers that had a vulnerable version of the SolarWinds Orion software. It now looks like uh, maybe up to 250 networks have been accessed. Uh, it looks like they've used more than just the SolarWinds software to get in. They've used multiple supply chain attacks. Uh, they were able to get around some things. This was one was interesting. Uh, because they were, even though it's being attributed to a possibly Russian hacking group, the actual exfiltration of data happened from cloud servers within the United States. So that's interesting for two reasons. One, yeah, you've got a connection coming from the United States to a server in the United States. That doesn't look like anything's wrong. You know, a connection from Russia or some other country into your server, and you've got nobody out there, that definitely raises a red flag. So that was the first thing. It, it looked normal. And the second was that um, the National Security Agency, the NSA, that was is responsible for looking for these hackers in foreign countries. They don't have any visibility within the United States for uh, legal reasons. They're not allowed to monitor within the United States. So because they couldn't monitor the traffic, they couldn't see it. It was very interesting that they, they made the decision to use a jump post, something that they could connect from. And everybody is aware of the use of uh, VPNs to hide your identity. Mm -hmm. Effectively, that is what they were doing, is hiding where they were coming from by using some technology or technique to gain access and make it look like it's just a you know, friendly neighborhood. So you're saying earlier, how many uh, people were, organizations were originally affected, thought to be affected by this? They were talking in the 100 to 125. And now you're saying it's basically double that? At least, yes. And are they saying what kind of organizations, like what level? I'm assuming these are not, are not mom and pop shops. No, uh, a lot of them are government agencies and uh, very big companies. They've mentioned Nokia as one of them. I don't have the full list in front of me, but they uh, definitely are. Uh, FireEye was mentioned very early on, Microsoft, Department of Defense, various different uh, US government agencies. So for, so for those uh, viewers who have SolarWinds Orion, what is their next step? Obviously, I would assume that SolarWinds has patched this already. Yes, they have. So uh, the US government has said, if you are running a, a version of SolarWinds Orion from the past year or so, update it because the patch is available or stop using it. Uh, they were distributed as of October of 2019. So anybody who's updated in the last year and a bit, make sure you update to the absolute latest version. And then look for other signs because it's pretty typical that if they use one tool to get in, 
then they're also going to, once they've discovered the environment, make sure that they have an alternate method of getting in. Goes back to that first uh, article about the VPN certificate expiring. Make sure you have a second way of helping your users. The hackers make sure that they have a second and a third way of getting into the, the networks that they want to have access to. Kind of like whack-a-mole. What's their end? It's like, yeah, well, we're, we're how so they can get out, get out themselves. Um, if, if uh, in terms of a recommendation, if you have, if you're found, if you audit, if you're using SolarWinds Orion, and you found that you weren't on the latest update, and your network, your spidey senses are telling you that there's something not right with your network, what would you recommend that? someone do at that point is this where calling in a ethical hacker and pen testing would would Definitely. make sense yeah first thing make sure you turn off the affected software and second yes batten down the hatches start looking through your logs and your firewall access and make sure that you know there are no additional accounts that you can't account for and bring in somebody who is an expert at doing this type of remediation. Sure, and that's something actually we can help you out with too. And we'll leave some uh, thoughts in the in the show notes wherever you're watching this. But uh, great. Anything else you'd like to add, Sean? No, that's it for this week. Okay. Well, thanks again. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had a safe and enjoyable holiday season. And now we're back and at it in 2021. Thanks for your time, Sean. And thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.